Welcome to Built in Texas, y'all. This is Jasmine Brand, and I am your host. Every week, we introduce you to the bold ideas and inspiring women leaders making it happen in the state of Texas. This week, meet Michigan native Dana Weiss, who recently launched the second location of her salon, Harley Boyd, in the city of Arlington. Harley Boyd, named for her grandmother, is on a mission to disrupt the hair salon experience for women with textured, curly hair. I know you're going to enjoy the show. Dana, welcome to Built in Texas. So excited to have you on the show. How are you? I'm well. So happy to be here, Jasmine. Thank you for having me. So excited. Yes. Well, I want to get all into the salon. I want to get into your journey. Um, sounds like we may have some dog connections, too. We need to tell our friends to get into. Yes. But first, I know you are not from Texas, but nope. because you're here now, Dana, we claim you, even if you're here only an hour, you're Texas girl. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about what brought you to Texas and then mm -hmm. also about Pearly Boy, which this Thank is you. this name that I can't wait to get into as well. Yes. So I was in uh, Detroit for nine and a half years. What an amazing ecosystem to start a business. Um, I was there, but I found, as with other business owners that I know, um, it, it's a great place to start, but there are some challenges when you're trying to grow. And that is because of the population density, I believe. Um, and so we were maintaining um, for several years, but I just know there was just things that we couldn't do to just break to that growth spurt. And so um, after COVID, um, that affected the growth even more in Detroit. Uh, and so what I decided to do was look nationally. I also decided to franchise. Um, that made me the first African-American woman to franchise, meaning have a registered franchise on the books um, as the first African-American woman to do so. And then with my uh, franchise team, they said, listen, do you, you know that there are some major markets that not only your corporate location can grow, but once you're ready, your franchise can grow. And so I looked at Atlanta. Of course, I looked at New York, LA, Chicago, but there was something about Dallas, something about Texas. Um, and so I didn't want to take the risk of going to a major metropolitan area like New York, where I've lived. Um, but I said, you know what? I believe Dallas is Detroit, but a lot bigger. Um, there's a lot more people there. And not only can we offer it to the market of my intended market, we could eventually offer it to every woman with thick and curly hair, similarly to how we did in Detroit. We had redheads and um, women of Arab descent coming into the salon. So that was the goal. So I, I uprooted and I moved here and here I am. That's amazing. Well, then this means I have to ask you a really important question that sure. we typically do ask. And it's it's the question that is important for me specifically, but also our audience and our community of women, sushi or Tex-Mex? Tex-Mex. Oh, my goodness. And I could list a couple places. Please, let's share some recommendations. So uh, Rosa's Tortilla Factory. Rosa's is so consistent. As a business owner, I'm always looking at business for consistency, right? Uh, Papacitos, which I expect because they're a part of a larger, you know, Papados, Papacitos, I expect it. But their, their tacos are like a foot long. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Um, those are by far my two favorite. The food in Texas, girl. Oh my I know. Goodness. Every time I ask that question too, I get hungry. I start thinking about the some tacos and some queso. Tex 
Oh man, <laughs> Tex-Mex all day. And it's got me trying, like I've never had a, um, what is that called? Uh, where they wrap it in a corn husk. The tamale. tamale. Yes. I've never had a tamale. I still, that's on my, my bucket oh, list to try. This but. is the perfect, so December, the holidays are the perfect time to get tamales. I'll make sure okay. I send some recommendations. Please. We've, we've got, there's, never there's had one. black bean tamales. They've okay. got favorite sweet. Desserts. Oh, so yeah, I those are the best, best thing for the holidays too. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate sushi. I appreciate, I've been in Nico's and South Lake. That was delicious. Um, but and that was really good. Very artisanal, very fresh. Um, but honey, Tex Mex. I know. It's mm. it's one of those things. I love both too, but like if I had to choose, yes, for sure, Tex Mex. What about food? What what about Detroit? For we've got a lot of transplants here that are come to Texas, but also travel and go to other places. If we decide to visit Detroit, where do we need to go as soon as we get off the plane? Go to a Coney Island and get a Coney dog. Ooh. One of the first things you need to do, there is nothing like the bite of a Coney Island dog, a Coney, Island, a Coney dog with a little bit of mustard and a few onions, better made potato chips and a, and a, a, a can of burners. Nothing like it. Nothing good. like it. And don't just eat it. Don't think about it. Just, just, just eat, eat it. Eat it. Just, just eat do it. it. There's another one of my favorites that I miss dearly, Ogas. Ogas. Ogas is a chain and people are like, oh, it's a Euro. No, it's not a Euro. It's an Olga. <laughs> it's different. It's different and it's delicious. Um, the food in Michigan, it's always a hug. It's like a warm blanket after surgery. Oh, see, right. You remember, um, see? That's, food that's food inspires us to travel for sure. And I know Texas, we, what's interesting about Texas, Dana, is that Tex-Mex is definitely a central core of everything, but the state is so huge that if you're in Houston, whether you're in El Paso, each mm -hmm. space, each city is there's there's it's really like separate regions and there's different food in in all the regions mm -hmm. too. Now you came to to North Texas, so which yes. is great. Our we our community though is around the state. Can you tell us about where your salon is located? Sure. What makes it really special? And then who mm -hmm. is Perry Lee Boyd? Great question. So uh, Paralee Boyd is located in Arlington, Texas, uh, right at that uh, big shopping center at Frontage and Sublet Roads. Uh, chose that because it's up and coming and it's in the central hub between Grand Prairie, Mansfield, Waxahachie, um, a quick jump from Fort Worth. And I learned another reason why I chose it is because I was told by pe several people that live here that my market will travel to get their hair done. And uh, so I can it's confirm that. You can. Oh, <laughs> Thank yes. you. Oh, yes. So they will travel to get their hair done. And so I wanted to make it a shot. Um, and coming up 287, it's a shot. Um, and so I said, okay, great. What a great place. I do plan on expanding to the Plano, Frisco area, uh, prayerfully in 2023, depending on how well we do in Arlington. Um, I didn't choose the heart of Dallas because at the time, and there's still a lot I don't know, but to me, parking is critical. And so I wanted to control, that's a hard word to use, but I wanted to influence is a better word to use. Um, you're, from the time you decide to come to Paralee Boyd to the time you get home and look in the mirror at your hair, I wanted to influence that experience. So parking is a part of that experience. Um, the drive-in is a part of that experience. Um, and so Paralee 
is my late grandmother who passed away from pancreatic cancer in 1989. Um, I named it after her because when she died, one, I was 12 and I was furious because she was wonderful and not enough people, even though there were probably about a hundred or so people at her funeral, a lot of people knew who she was and loved her, but not enough people. I thought the world should know who she was because she was amazing. Um, and she was amazing because whether they were local city officials or the homeless, everybody came to Paralee and they talked to her. She fed them. And you always felt better leaving her home than when you came in. And that is what I wanted to do for the women that chose Paralee Boyd and trusted us with their hair care. I wanted them to leave better, leave better feeling than how they came in. Um, when they decided. And so I named it after her one, because of my passion that to hear people say, Hey, I have to get off the phone. I just came to Paralee's. That's it. Um, to hear people that I wanted that, that to be a name people trust and the name that it was synonymous with hair care and you feeling better when you leave than once you came in. There was a third question. I'm sorry. You might yeah, want to answer no, this it was, what was I the think third? it was what makes it special. You kind of just yeah. answered some okay. of this, but can yep. you tell us a little bit about who is the Paley Boyd woman? Because I think you mentioned earlier kind of thick and curly hair. Yep. But can you tell us a little bit more kind of who she is? The Paley Boyd woman is a woman who it has a lot to do. Um, similarly to our tagline, Evolved Hair Care, she is, she, she is about self-care. Um, she is discerning, meaning, yeah, that might be popular, but does it work for me? And can appreciate um, that you know, that this journey of hair care is an evolved journey, meaning there are things that we're not going to do at Paralee Boyd, right? Because we've been in business for 10 years and we know that a silk press is not what you need to do, right? It might feel good and look good today, but where will your hair look when you're 80? How thick will that strand be since you've been hitting it with a 450 degree flat iron six or seven times, or even two or three times in one service? Um, we're deliberate about our products. We know that moisturizing is, is great, but hydrating. Hydrating is the key to hair growth and longevity. And so a lot of our products and our processes are geared towards hydrating your hair and heat protecting. We've also learned that the fad of no heat, no heat, no heat. Well, okay. Um, you can not have, there's vegans who don't cook their food, but there's, that's, the heat is good <laughs> in some cases. Um, and so it's not no heat, but it's how you manage that heat and it's how you protect your hair from that heat. So Paralee Boyd is very deliberate. And our type of the Paralee customer is somebody who understands that um, and somebody who wants to have a head full of hair when she's 80 years old because she was deliberate when she was 30. Oh, I love that. This is interesting. So for, first of all, I think um, the, the de decision to go to Arlington makes total sense too from a ge geographic perspective because you're exactly right about the parking and the ease and also to just traditionally those uh, with when it comes to our hair and I'd say not just the women of color but just women in general with hair it's usually mm -hmm. a big thing it's conversations it's expense it, mm -hmm. it's sometimes not always the most pleasant experience so I love this exactly. idea of of kind of evoking the feeling that your grandmother did for so many in that space too. Mm -hmm. What's your background though? Cause you seem very um, intuitive about experiences and customer experiences and very thoughtful about it. You could just be a naturally intuitive kind of girl, but I'm thinking that I'm trying to figure out where yeah. your background is. Have you done business before? Is this your first company? This is actually my second. Um, and I did a small trial company when I lived in New York called the air exchange. And I uh, installed and stored window air conditioners. So in the winter, we would take them out 
And then the summer we would put them in um, and it saved building owners and, and residents, you know, people on their heating bills because that window was closed when it needed to be. Um, but that was short lived. That was my tester. Can I run a business? I have no background in hair um, and I have been naturally na naturally intuitive based on the trials and tribulations I went through getting my own hair done. My professional background is in labor relations. I have spent uh, a lot of time in the Middle East and the, the hoops and hurdles I had to jump through to get my hair done, it shouldn't be this hard. And when I looked at um, other markets and saw that they had a lot more hair freedom and the stigma that was tied to our hair because we didn't have that hair freedom, I've been on a mission to erase that. There's nothing wrong with our hair. Our hair is not hard. Um, and so I am on a mission to erase that. And I want, you know, women specifically who look like me to not have to have their lives dictated what I can do and what I can't do and when I can do it by when I by whether or not I can get my hair done. I want you to go on vacation and go jump in a pool and not say, well, I can do it because I've got braids or I've got a protective style, which is not really that protective. Protective to us is well, I just don't have to touch it. I want women in my market, specifically those who look like me, to feel comfortable touching their hair. And then when they want to get it done, they can pop in to a Parley Boyd and trust that we're going to be using deliberate products, deliberate tools, and deliberate processes to get them in and out at a certain time. And they'll have a head full of thick hair. That's it. I love the ha hair freedom. I love that expression yep. too. Too. Yep. What's the biggest difference between the salon in, in Michigan and the one here? Is there something is, you've got all that experience and building yes. up there? What did you do differently here? What did you keep that was the same? So what I did differently is that I'm appointment based here. In Michigan, I was walking only. The reason why I did that is because I was operating the business in Michigan based on my vision, not based on where my customer was. Walking only, although convenient, was confusing. We would have women call the salon in Michigan at two o'clock in the morning. I thought you guys are open. They heard walking only and, you know, seven days a week. They thought it meant 24-7. You're kidding. <laughs> no. I just got off of my shift and I thought you would be open. No. So the difference in Texas and what I've learned is to meet your customer where they are. And eventually we will go back to walking only because we have the lean manufacturing data to do it. Uh, but that was that is the biggest difference. You have to make an appointment uh, here in Texas. How would you describe for those that haven't been inside the salon? What's the aesthetic? What what visual mm. identity did you want to create? Is there a signature look and feel yep. for, for Pearly Boyd? Absolutely. So I have deliberately chosen a Pantone that makes you come down as soon as you come in. Similarly to casinos, there are no clocks. Uh, there is a big, beautiful picture of my grandmother when you walk in. Um, we are now having a scent catered to Parley Boy, made for our salons um, that is similar to the hair products we use, but it is everything is understanding my market. I know what we carry. I know what we deal with. And if I can provide a catharsis for the hour and something minutes that you are there, then that is I will do everything I can to do it. And so we have a design grid that when you see it, you see our logo, you see our name, you see our, our, our Pantone and the colors we use. Everything and where we use them is very deliberate about bringing you down. And also as far as an operation standpoint, getting you in and out from station to station in a certain amount of time. That's that awesome. sounds really amazing. And I love a custom scent, so I cannot wait. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I this is going to take them a minute, but it's Yeah, but it's I love coming. that. Yeah. I love mm -hmm. that. It's incredible. 
What what is your life outside of the salon? Now most of us know that those are two. I know, girl. Now see y'all tune in. Y'all see Dana just gave me a preview. Life outside of the salon. <laughs> well, because you see, I know, right? Because you said a big piece of the Paralee Boy um, identity is self care, and I know for founders, it's very hard because you you love the work you're doing. So sometimes, the, speaking of no clocks, you you lose track of time. And then you start also start to lose track of wow it's, it's it's the end of the year. What if those personal goals I wanted to set or travel or weight loss or love or whatever didn't get those out the window? So, what is your goals for 2023 when it comes to your own personal self care? Or is that something that you're like, you know what, I need help with that? Both, I have them, and I because I have them, I know I need help with that. Um, you know, I've I'm not a mom. Um, because I have been committed to the work I've done, whether it's in labor relations and, you know, for the past 10 years, it's been parally void. And so to me, if you're not giving that energy to your gen- to your future generations or to your children, obviously, then you should be able to put it into yourself. Um, and and I, my, my business has been my child. And so I have in many ways, you know, you're up until one o'clock in the morning on the computer, you can't sleep. You get up at three o'clock in the morning to get back to work. Um, structuring my time. Um, I don't have a problem with delegating. It's delegating without trying. So I don't want to delegate for you to try to do it. I need to delegate because I know you can do it better than me. And so that's my goal for 2023. Delegate, no problem. I have no problem taking stuff off my plate and giving it to you, but I don't want to do it. And here I am having to do the work of you and the work I could have done. We're just been easier for me to do it. So my goal is to delegate to free up that time. I think this time next year, prayerfully, when Parley Boy grows in a year from now, we'll open a second location north. Um, we'll be well under our way to franchising uh, awarding units um, because I've learned that since we made the announcement, a lot of people are interested, but they don't have the franchise or business knowledge. They are people that just like the idea and, you know, they ask me questions like, can I change the name or can I change the colors? And I'm like, so that's not a franchise. Um, and so hopefully we will have shortened that learning curve curve through an initiative with the mayor's office in Dallas uh, and then start awarding those franchises. And that means if that is the case, my goal is from Thanksgiving of 2023 to January 4th of 2024, I'm off. So I can just unplug. And I notice every year I'm kind of like doing the end of the year stuff, kind of half, not as much. Um, and so I'm, that's the goal. Self-care is working out, reading more. Um, you know, I'm engaged. Maybe I'll get married. Oh, <laughs> I've been, thank you. I've no, no, I've been engaged for two years. We okay. And it's not through not us wanting to, it's but just, it's still moving. It's just, it's no, it's like, okay, when can I schedule that? Like, <laughs> that's, unfortunately, God love him. He's amazing. But like, I haven't, gotten engaged I haven't got married not because we don't want to not because I just when do you, you plan a wedding I'm trying to launch a product line I'm trying to open I moved a business like there's been so many things going on so prayerfully in 2023 with that self-care I will care for myself and get married and take better care and also I want to be here at 95 yes I yes. want to look back and look at my legacy and see that we have franchises and we have locations and that this is the, the, that this my dream 
of in, in imparting hair freedom to women that look like me has been realized. That's what I want. So in order to do that, guess what? You got to drink more water, which I don't do. Um, you got to take better care of yourself. <laughs> well, we've put it out in the universe, which I'm a big believer in. We've said it out loud, uh, myself and the thousands, thousands of women that tune in or hear the realm of will hear this as well, that we, that the marriage is coming. We don't know a date yet. Right. And you're going to take time off towards the holidays next year. That's what it sounds yeah, like. That's Yay. what I want to do. This is doable, know. Dana. This is okay. totally doable. We're going to make okay. it work. All right. <laughs> well, speaking of like needing additional support. So I always, I'm part of that club too. Like Self-care is one of those things I, I have to set reminders to drink water and to do things because my brain is just, you just start getting so focused. What about though, just actually, I mean, you have so many kind of business first, you know, with the franchising, moving a business to another state, the marketing, the branding of this concept, you know, this being in the beauty, a beauty entrepreneur, um, what advice or strategies would you have for someone who's right now either a beauty entrepreneur, meaning she's building mm -hmm. something in that space or she's looking to do it. If you were to look over your journey over the last 10 years and say like the Dana today versus the Dana back then that started in 10 years, you're like, girl, I can't believe you did that. Or you should have done mm -hmm. it this way. Are there any, is there three or four observations that you could share for an entrepreneur that's, that's thinking the same way too? Yep. One, I would, I'm a stick my head in the sand kind of person. I wouldn't say that's really going to change. That's just a part of my makeup and based on things that have happened. Have somebody who will tap you on your shoulder and say, hey, take it out of the sand and, and who will support you when they take it out of the sand. Two, um, remove the, and this wasn't really a big issue for me, but that's part of the reason why I moved to Texas. You know, remove the eyes on you mentality. Move as if nobody's watching. Grow your business as if nobody's care cares. Yes, the press and the validation is great, but it, it matters, but it doesn't, right? That's not what is said about you in that television clip or that article is great and it's helpful, but be where your business is. That's, that is do the work, right? Don't get so caught up. Um, meaning I know a lot of business owners um, need to be seen. Don't let that go. <laughs> that wasn't really my issue, but that was definitely when I've talked to other entrepreneurs from around the country, they were, oh, it's like, okay, but you're really consumed with being seen. Let that go. Um, if you start to think that you're running your business, it's going to give you the same accolades as getting promoted in a job. You are mistaken. This is a very, very lonely pursuit. With that being said, um, be very mindful of where you want to grow and how you want to grow. And what does that mean? Who you are day one, who you married day one, who your best friend is, who your cousin is. They have, they, we are pack animals. They need, they see you and almost need you to be where you are today, right? The second you become a CEO, that will affect your personal life because that is who you were when you started. That is no longer who you are. You have, you are going to change drastically and not just in your business, you're going to change as a person. And so you have to make sure that the people that are around you, when you're pouring the product in the canisters that day is the same people when you have 50 people working and doing it for you that day. If not, you have to be ready to either choose the business growth or that relationship. It is, it, I cannot be any plainer. <laughs> That's, it is that serious. I have friends who have chosen not to grow that relationship, grow that business, because their husband said, I married a Nell Tech. I did not marry a CEO. 
And she said, I want to keep my husband. So she does nails in her business. And that is fine. She did not expand to two and three locations because her husband made it very clear that that's not. Now, some people aren't going to make it that clear, but that is a huge piece of advice. Be ready. Know very know today where you want your business to go and understand you will not be able to take everybody with you. I promise you. They they say, oh, girl, I'll come with you. No, the changes, the codependencies, you are not going to, things you're not going to have time for that you have time for now, that's all going to change. The people that were standing next to me in 2012 are not sitting with me in 2022. And that's not because these are mean people. These are lovely people. But Dana is different. That's it. Don't stick your head in the sand. Get a team. And even if you're working with them on it, get it. Do the grunt work. Get an accountant. Get a lawyer, get a bookkeeper and know the difference between your accountant and your bookkeeper. When you grow to a certain point, get a financial manager. That financial manager is going to sit down with you every month and say, this is what you took in. This is what is going out. This is your profit. And this is what on your goals are what you are to do with your profit. You're not going to go you know, buy a new Jag. That is not what we talked about for the growth of the business. And be ready to, this is a very singular pursuit. If you're looking to open a business and start a business to be seen, so you could tell people, because you can check it off your list of marriage, job, kids, business owner. Take that off. Because <laughs> some people do it because they're not doing anything else. And they want to feel that, nope, nope, take that off. This is a very singular pursuit. Very. Such, such great advice. And I think it's reflective of your journey, right? Like you can only speak about these things because you've had to witness it, which is kind of why, you know, once you kind of cross over into this space of entrepreneurship, it changes, everything changes. And I think you you spoke about that so eloquently because I was just thinking about that too. You're right. Like looking 10 years ago, like who's here, who's not. And to your point, exactly. It's not because it's not even, some of it was because there was some they needed to leave. Of course, that's right. life. But right. a lot of times you're right. It's just the evolution of who you are. And it's okay for us to, to continue to evolve. Speaking of evolution, you described a little bit about what 2023 looks like. We know that you're going to be taking off at the end of the year. So we got that piece done. But no, cross your fingers. Cross my fingers. Like, what's next for Paley Boyd in 2023? Oh, and, and, how we, and how can we as a community of women here support what you're doing? Book an appointment and buy a product. And I'm not, and it's not, I would not, I'm like, I'm my grandmother's daughter. I would not ask you to do something and have you put a product on your head that didn't do what it was supposed to do. I cannot have her name on anything and it'd be a lie. That I, I, I'm like looking for her to pop me. You know what I mean? Like that's how strong, right? Um, book an appointment, buy a product. Paralee Boyd has a lot coming up. I have a multi-base global contract with the United States military. And as of December 6th, we have started build out at Fort Bragg. So, and after that, we are headed over to Germany to open a salon in Germany. And we're putting products on our, on the bases in Germany. Um, we are hopefully in 2023 um, with the support of the amazing market. Can I just say, I love Dallas. I just love, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> love it here. The people are amazing. Anyway, um, with the support of these amazing people, uh, we'll get those butts and seats and that product out the door. And with the, those numbers are right, we'll be able to open in Plano and Frisco and be able to do it from there. And then if, you know, I want to open two locations in the metro area so we can leave the rest of the market open for franchises. Um, and then we'll go to another city. Um, I will always remember my startup roots in Detroit. Always bring them with me. 
Um, but like I say, I was born and raised in Michigan and I lived in New York for 10 years. So I say I was born and raised in Michigan. I grew up in New York City. Paralee Boyd was born and raised in Michigan, but she will grow up in Dallas. Love that. Okay. I yeah. love that. Well, wait a minute, though. Now, Dana, I, I was getting excited about like the marriage, you taking time off. But yeah. <laughs> based on that list of things coming, we might be looking at 2024 for, for no. that. Because <laughs> Germany, first of all, that is incredible. And I, it, yes. you can tell your mind it thinks about partnerships and strategy in a, in a very different way. Because mm -hmm. I think beauty industry, military, I mean, it makes total sense. But I think yes. if you don't have that mindset, you might not actually be thinking about that. So that sounds so cool. So we'll yeah. have to, you all will make sure we link to all the social channels and everything so we awesome. can support. But I also agree with Dana, why we can like things, y'all. We can share them on social, but there's nothing mm -hmm. stronger than booking and buying. Yes, okay, come on in. I have an amazing team. Like, seriously. Like, seriously. Uh, my manager, the stylist. No, I'm not just saying that. Like, they're amazing. And so you will have a very good experience. And you will feel the difference of, you know, a, a business that's just starting versus one that's been there for 10 years. Mm. I've imparted everything in it. And even and it's, in regards to my wedding, we may just go do a quickie. Real quick, just I was to get gonna suggest this. I was just going to say, maybe I'll yeah. do something too, and then later, y'all can always plan, yeah. you know. Yeah. We'll go plan something major That's later, right. but we may just go do a quick, have his parents fly in, have my yes. mom fly in, have a great dinner, and well, okay, yes. it's done, and then have the <clears throat> wedding later. <laughs> It's so romantic, mm -hmm. so fun, just quick. So That's personal. Yeah, we can do that. I love yep. it. Well, we always like to end um, Building Texas with talking about the Texas women that have inspired us. And so I always like to end the conversation with asking our guests to name a Texas woman that has served as a source of inspiration, that she can be um, someone you know in real life. She could be famous. She could be here with us now, or maybe is long mm -hmm. gone. And we've had such a diverse uh, array of answers for this question. And it really reflects to what's happening in Texas and, and this kind of, I, I call it spiciness. There's just something spicy about women who have either been born here or are transplants here. Because as I shared with mm -hmm. you in the beginning, like once you've been here in Texas, we claim you, you are a Texas woman. And so we'd love for you to kind of uh, join us as we end our conversation. It goes by so fast. We'll have to do a yeah. part two. That'd be but, great. Uh, but a Texas woman or women that have inspired you and why? There are three. So, and I'm so glad you asked me this question. When I was a teenager um, and I thought I was going to be a lawyer, it was Barbara Jordan. I would look at her and she would sit there and she didn't carry the the weight of of us. If that she 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 was there to do her job and she did it honoring us, but not with sometimes the weight of the insecurity that comes with, should I be here? I'm the first black one. Sometimes that comes with us, not with Barbara. She would sit there in front of those committees and I would just- Unapologetic. Unapologetic. It was amazing. Um, another one, believe it or not, is Mary Kay. Mary Kay. She, and, and I first learned about her, my mother sold Mary Kay when I was younger. And I would, I'm like, how is she doing this? She's not on television. There's no commercials. There's no, there's no, she was true to what she had to do. She believed she solved a problem that Avon wasn't solving for. And she forged ahead. And she has a cult-like following without being seen. You know who she is, 
but she's not like, ha, ah, ah, Great yeah, point, yeah. too, about that. Right? You're right. We didn't see her on no TV. Uh, we didn't no see nothing. her. She wasn't, but she had it. When I tell you that the ladies in pink were coming and they drank that Kool-Aid, right? And then because of my labor background, uh, Miss Tenayuka, she was a, uh, she was an organizer before Che. She was before him in the 1930s and she stood up before anybody stood up when it wasn't popular to stand up, when nobody would see her stand up. I'm all about the seed setters, the seed makers, the people who plant the seeds. So Mary Kay and her to me are very, and, and Barbara Jordan, they're the women that plant the seeds. Um, and I don't think enough women who plant the seeds get the credit because you're looking at the sequoia and you're like, you realize someone put that seed there, right? So that's why, those are my three. Mary Kay, Miss Tenayuka, I always forget her first name, but that is her, Tenayuka. And uh, Barbara Jordan. I just, when I was a teenager, I would just watch her like <laughs> literally open mouth, face on, you know, hand on cheek, like, whoa. She's not, she has no questions. She's not questioning. She wasn't stereotypically beautiful. So that's not where it was coming from. It came in from what was unseen, what was in her head, what she knew. And I was like, oh, I want to know stuff like that. That's how I felt. I mean, I think what's so interesting is that why this question is so fascinating is because we, we embody some of that. And I think you're someone who's planting seeds and super bold. And it feels like very unapologetic about your stance on hair freedom and what, yes. what women need. And this comes from this kind of um, tribute to your grandmother, but also commitment to the values that she had, too. So I feel like mm -hmm. maybe one day somebody's going to name you out, Dana White, too. So this is, I'm excited. If we, someone we, names me, I'll cry. I'm like, really? Come you, here. You sound very similar, too. Well, I'm so excited about Paley Boy. I cannot wait to visit, first off. That's Thank that's one. You. I would two, love to have you. Two, can't wait for our community to get to know who you are. Because I think you sound and you are amazing. And because I think you can feel it in the way you're saying is that this is not just I'm starting a business. It's just I'm, oh. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. This is something that goes way back. And it's something about the women in our lives, too, that really kind of set the stage for who we who we are today, but who we think we can be. And so to your point, exactly. Somebody planted a seed in order for us to even be sitting right here. And so exactly. Right. And I can't wait to to see the seeds that, that Perry Boyd's going to mm -hmm. plant here, not just in, in Dallas and, and DFW, but also um, worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. So, I have a, can I add? Yes. Another, the fourth thing I would tell entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurial women, don't ask permission. I had to get out of that habit. I was always asking, can I, should I? Um, you know, I know what I know about hair. I'm not, I am not a trained cosmetologist. I am not a licensed, I, I've never been to hair school. And some people will say, well, what do you know about hair? You didn't go to school. There are thousands of women who've gone to school that aren't where I am. I've spent enough time in salons to see that the, the effects of a woman who's been in a protective style for six months versus a lady who not necessarily comes to Paralee Boyd, but who either does her hair at home often or who goes to someone they trust often and gets those regular trims, I see the difference. You be in a salon, especially every day for the first two and a half years, you're in the salon and you see it. You don't need to go to hair school to see that, right? And so I didn't ask permission. I didn't ask that, well, should I, can I? Well, I didn't go to hair school. Not, no, not to anybody who did. Nothing but respect for cosmetologists here, here. Um, but for women who are starting, especially women, 
Don't ask permission. Don't ask your husband. Don't ask your kids. Don't ask your mom. Don't ask your cousin. If it is in you to do, get up, take the first step and go do it. Don't ask the, the law. Don't ask the bank. And don't need other people to tell you it's a good idea in order for you to pursue it. There's a reason why it is on your heart to do. Ooh. Do it. Just because the book hasn't been written doesn't mean you don't have an audience to read it. Just write it. Just do it. Just do it. That's it. Don't ask permission. So you ask yourself. You just gonna have us drop the mic when we wrap up. Okay, Dan, I see how you do, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that. I was like, wait a minute. There's what no other greater point to end on because yeah. to, to the point of the women you shared, I mean, I think that's exactly what sounds like they all three body too. They believed in yeah. themselves. They believed in the people around them. And they said, I'm just gonna do this. So no, don't ask for permission, y'all. <laughs> Dana, thank you so much for joining us. Thank no, you all thank for tuning in. This was thank amazing. You for